sometimes we have to be just one thing. Are we limiting our potential by our own beliefs that we can't be crazy good at more than one thing? My next guest is a special education teacher and a fashion blogger. She didn't let anyone tell her that she was already a teacher, so she can't be something else either. A self-proclaimed girl's girl, her mission is to help all women feel confident through fashion. I also have really great news. Animal print is never going out of style. Thank God. Hope you enjoy. The Happy Even After Podcast. The Happy Even After Podcast. Divorce sucks, but it doesn't need to define you. And it doesn't need to be the end of your story. The Happy Even After Podcast. Meet your host, Renee Bauer, an award-winning divorce attorney, peacemaker, author, and founder of The D Course, an online divorce educational program. She's been doing this work for almost two decades, and she is passionate about helping all women make it out the other side. The Happy Even After Podcast. Let's jump in. Hey there. So I am here today with Tiffany Giannato, aka Tiffy G. Tiffany is a fashion blogger. Her blog, The Thrill of the Hunt, has over 100,000 readers. She is a 40-something-year-old who believes women of a certain age can be just as stylish as 20-something-year-olds. Tiffany has been featured in magazines, including the Boston Man magazine, But what I really love about Tiffany's story is that she's a teacher and a mom, and her story tells us that we don't have to be just one thing. So welcome, Tiffany. Hi, everybody. It's an honor to be on the show. So I have to say, first of all, before anything else, I'm so excited to have a Boston girl on the show because I live in a state now where there are no accents. And when I meet someone new for the first time, usually they interrupt me mid-sentence. And they're like, where are you from? Are you from New York? Are you from Rhode Island? So I am so excited and I promise I'm not gonna ask you to say Pakistan, have a yad. <laughs> I, I do have a strong Boston accent. Everybody comments on it when I speak. Yeah, same. So <laughs> you're in a safe space, <laughs> so let it out. <laughs> yeah. So you're a teacher. Um, so you went to school to learn to be an elementary school teacher, right? I went to school to be an elementary school teacher. I got my master's of education also in elementary school. And I taught first grade in East Boston for five years. But when I was teaching first grade, I started to tutor and work with children with special needs. And I just found it so rewarding that I decided to change gears a little bit. And I've been a special education teacher since 2003. And I work with language-based learning disabilities, which is dyslexia. And so how the heck did you then become a fashion blogger? When did that all start? I know it's a, it's a little bit of a journey. So obviously my specialty for teaching has to do around literacy and reading and writing. I teach disabled children to read and write so that they can keep pace with their peers. So I thoroughly enjoy writing. I find it therapeutic, but I've always loved clothing. My parents are quite the stylish pair. Um, I remember being a child and dressing up in my mom's clothes. My father and I used to go shopping in downtown Boston every Saturday, specifically Filene's basement. He would get Saturday. (laughs) He would say, Give your mom a break. Let's go out. It was kind of our dad and daughter time. 
He's from the North End of Boston. So we would go there and visit family. And then we would go downtown and he would teach me in Filene's basement how to read all the discounts <laughs> and the tags. And if it was a good deal and if we should come back the next week because we could get a better deal. So I feel like I thoroughly became a bargain hunter that way. With that said, growing up in my 20s and college and hanging out with my girlfriends, I was kind of like the stylist of the group. So they would say, Tiffany, come shopping with me. Let's pick an outfit for Saturday night. And then that translated into my 30s and 40s where my friends would say to me, I have $300. Can you just get me a fall wardrobe, get a bunch of mix and match pieces? So the blogger world started to explode in like 2016, 2017. And my best friend, who's been my best friend since I was 10, Nadia said to me, I really think you should start a blog. You love to write. You're styling people for free. I think you could combine the two and really make something of it. And I thought she was crazy. I was like, nobody's going to read this blog. Here I am, this mom and a teacher. But two days before I turned 40, I watched a YouTube video on the technical aspects of starting a WordPress blog. And I did it. And I put it out there and 800 people read it in 48 hours. So (laughs) it really took off. I think the demographic that I work with, there wasn't anybody like me at the time blogging and styling. And then word of mouth, it just kept branching me out into other avenues. I'm really fortunate that it worked out that way. So how long ago was that when you started it? So I started my blog March 27th, 2017. Wow. So that's really not that long ago for you to have that huge of a following. That's amazing. Yeah. And I built it up via Facebook and Instagram and I just kept getting more followers and followers and I did it very authentically. It took me a long time. It took me three years to get... I have about 5,300 followers now on Instagram and other bloggers buy fake ones. They do all of that stuff. And I really did it authentically from the ground up. In addition to having a full-time job? In addition to having a full-time job and being a mom. Yes. So how'd you do with that? I like to say, and I, I feel like I say it in every interview, that I thrive on organized chaos. So I'm very type A and super organized and very ahead of the game. And I've always been like that. But I also thrive on busyness. I'm a little bit of an anxious person. And I feel that keeping me busy keeps me going, keeps my mind occupied in a healthy way. And I get so much help from my mom. She's always been there, been my biggest supporter. She helps me if I need help with my son or he needs a ride and I'm working or teaching. So it just kind of all falls into place. So usually when someone is successful at something, you have your cheering squad on the side and that's amazing. But there's always someone who's critical in the bunch and someone who, you know, you tend to hyper-focus on. And my guess is you're kind of like me in that. Like there could be a hundred people saying that's awesome and amazing what you're doing. And then that one person who's the critic and you're going to focus on that. Have you experienced that as well in your journey? So I would say that at the beginning, it used to bother me more than it has now. I have a good friend that said to me about a year and a half ago, when you develop the haters per se, 
that means you've made it and you're successful. And that really stuck with me. Unfortunately, I became, I should say, fortunately, actually, I became a stylist because I believe in building a woman's self-confidence up. And I believe that all women can look good. And I am what you could say a girl's girl. And I love boosting their self-esteem. Unfortunately, there are a lot of envious and jealous women out there, and they tend to be the critical ones because they're unhappy with themselves and their own life. And I've learned to kind of look at it that if it's not going to be me they're judging and picking apart, it's going to be the next 10 women after me. That They're always going to find fault with somebody. And it's, it's sad. So I've kind of developed a thick skin and my personality in general, I'm an Aries. So if you know anything about zodiac signs, I'm kind of feisty and I'm kind of all in or all out. So if you're with me, you're with me. Great. I'll do anything for you. And if you're not with me, I just kind of turn my back and move on. And and that's great. What do you say about, because we're in that, we're the same, close to the same age. 40 something or other. That's a good way to say it. (laughs) I lost count after a little while, but we're kind of at that age where we are are the thing that we already are, right? And it's so hard to then say, I'm going to do something different or be something different and not be put in a box. And that's exactly what you did. You said, I, I'm a mom, I'm a teacher, I have this career, but I'm also going to do something else too. What do you say to someone who's saying, well, I can't do something different because I'm 40 something years old and I don't know how to do that? I like to still go with the age is nothing but a number. And I also feel like with age comes maturity and a sense of self. And we tend to know our strengths as we age. And I think if we channel ideas and wishes and dreams into the strengths that we have, that anything is possible. But you have to have confidence to take a risk. And you also have to have that mindset that life is short. And if it's not now, it's never. And people are living longer, thankfully, with medical science. And 40s is really not that old. You know, it's true when they say- We're babies. Right? (laughs) 40s is the new 30. And hopefully, I like to look at it as, okay, 40, I still have a whole half of a life to live, God willing. So why wouldn't I do this? And it's better to take a risk and maybe not be as successful as you think than to always lay there and say, oh, what if, what if, what if I did that and wonder? That's great advice. Okay. So let's talk fashion because this is, this is your thing. And as a woman in our our 40s, things start to shift and change and move and all of that. Do you have fashion tips for the women who are getting older and maybe can't dress like they used to when they were 22 years old. So I think that any woman of any age can wear any fashion trend within, you know, some limitations. I think that you have to find the type of clothing item that flatters you. So for instance, neon is a very big trend right now. You might not wear as a 55-year-old woman neon head to toe like a 20-year-old would, but maybe you find a pair of neon shoes or a clutch that pops to add a little bit of the trend to your outfit. 
There are some universally flattering styles of clothing that women can wear at 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. There's the fit and flare dress, the A-line skirt, anything high-waisted, flares, bell-bottom jeans. Also, head-to-toe one color is very flattering. It doesn't have to be black. It can be neutral. It can be all white. It could be all tan. But that monochromatic style is very flattering. Blazers and layering pieces, loose camisoles, tank tops, flowy tops, black leather leggings are always flattering and slimming to the leg. Those are kind of my go-tos when I style people. And they're also very versatile. They can be mixed and matched with items in your closet. And when you style someone, do they come to you and just say, dress me, here I am? Or do they come with their own clothing and ideas? I get such a mix of people. Sometimes somebody just wants a look for a specific event. Sometimes people say, I have all casual clothes. I want work clothes or vice versa. I only have work clothes and leggings. I need clothes to go on date nights or weekend nights out. Some people I've gone bathing suit shopping with or jean shopping. I have my regulars that at the beginning of fall and spring, they want a whole new wardrobe. So I meet with them twice a year and they'll buy 12 to 15 mix and match pieces. It's, it's a very personal experience. Oh, very cool. So is the animal print ever going out of style? I hope not. Animal print is never going out okay. of style, actually, because it's my favorite. Good. It has also been known as the new neutral over the last year or so. It really does look good on every hair color, skin tone. It's been around. If you look through fashion history through the decades, it's really been around for 80 to 100 years. So no, leopard is here to stay. So that's good news. Okay, so how about animal print with neon? I love, I actually had this discussion with somebody last month and they said, oh, I never thought to pair it like that. But one of my favorite ways to pair leopard print is with hot pink, neon pink. Because if you think about it, leopard print looks really nice with red accents. Right. Pink and red are in the same color family. So I, I do, I like it with hot pink. We'll be back just after this message. If you are feeling confused and overwhelmed by the divorce process, the D course can help. This video course will educate and empower you to make the best decisions for your future. Taught by an experienced divorce attorney, you will learn everything you need to move forward into your next chapter. Head on over to www.thedecourse.com for more information. You do not have to do this alone. Are there any styles that someone absolutely should not wear? I mean, should we be dressing for body type? And how do we know what fashion complements our body type? Well, I have a few don'ts. I mean, I will pretty much wear anything. I'm a fashion risk taker. But there are a few styles I just... I just dislike on most people. Bermuda shorts are really tough to wear. They're cut funny. Unless you're over 5'10", they're going to cut your leg off funny. That's also the same with a T-strap shoe. It shortens your leg. It shortens anybody's leg. 
And I don't like, this isn't, this isn't an unflattering style, but I dislike three quarter sleeves. My mom would argue with me because she loves them. She's <laughs> in the 70s and in the summertime, she would say, oh, I don't like to wear the tank top anymore. But I just think a sleeve should be sleeveless, short sleeve or long. I think it's uncomfortable. You feel like you want to pull it down or pull it up. So those are kind of my three don'ts that I, that I personally don't like to wear. I've always loved a high heel with an ankle strap, but I feel like when I put it on, it automatically cuts my leg off too. So I like the ankle strap. I love the ankle strap actually, especially like a black ankle strap shoe that just has another simple strap over the toes. I think it looks pretty with a black dress, black pants or skinny jeans. I don't like when it's the T-strap with the ankle strap because that line going up is what does not elongate the leg. It actually makes your leg look an inch or two shorter and wider. Us short girls do not want that. No, (laughs) no, we do not. So we've spent so much time at home lately and these Zoom calls and office meetings are like business up top and casual at the bottom. Do you think that when life goes back to normal and we're back in the office and back at work that some of these casual styles are going to carry over into our office life? I think to an extent they will carry over more so towards the business casual. So perhaps companies that only let their employees wear jeans on a Friday, I think they're going to be more open-minded to say, as long as you keep the attire appropriate you know, maybe not wearing jeans that are super distressed or ripped. They'll say you can wear jeans. I I don't think certain companies are ever going to fully allow tie-dyed sweatsuits. (laughs) And we're pretty much business casual all the time. And I still wouldn't even wear that in the classroom. I just think it's a mindset when you're working, you have certain clothing you wear and certain clothing that you don't. I wrote an article on my blog when this pandemic and social distancing first began about the importance of getting dressed every day because I feel like it helps you know, create productivity. If you're sitting in your pajamas all day, you're not going to change and get up and go for a walk at lunchtime. But at least if you put on leggings or a sweatsuit, you're kind of dressed and you'll say, oh, okay, maybe I'll take a 20-minute walk around the block. Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I make my son get up and dressed and like actually comb his hair and like make his bed before the school day starts. But I think you're so right. And there's definitely been days throughout this past like couple months I haven't put a bra on and it like, (laughs) I am not as productive on those days. So (laughs) I agree with you. So agree with you. So what are your favorite trends that are out there right now going into summer? There are so many good trends out there right now. It's so hard. It's really hard to pick. I'm really loving all of the high-waisted styles still that came out last summer. There's still a big trend this summer, the paper bag waist. I'm loving them in the shorts this year. I liked them in the pants last year. Express has some great light denim high-waisted shorts. I'm loving the animal prints. I like the mix of the lighter color snakeskin for summer. I used to think of snakeskin as a fall and winter pattern. But if you look online, there's some lighter color snakeskin with light tans and some light sage greens and whites that I think is really pretty for summer. Of course, I like the neon. I'm a child of the 80s. So I like the pops of hot pink. 
And I have to say for the neutrals this summer, I kind of find myself going back to the classic black and white with pops of red, the black and white stripes and the black and white polka dot patterns with a pop of red lipstick and red nails. I'm, I'm really into that lately. So I know you said like if you're a certain age, maybe you're no, not wearing head to toe neon, but I am like desperate for a neon romper. <laughs> so is that something that my 40 year old something <laughs> ass should not be putting on? No, that I don't believe. You can absolutely wear a neon romper. I would get one that's either super casual, like a tank top style that maybe you'd wear out over a bathing suit or running around doing errands. And then if you want one for at night, I like the ones with ruffle sleeves, big bows, kind of like tie with a blousey waist. So anyone who follows you on Instagram and after this interview, everyone should head on over there and follow you, but they'll see that your makeup is always on point and it always looks so fresh and so beautiful. So what is your makeup advice that you have? I love makeup. I like to experiment with makeup. I do think that people need to find the colors that work for them, that flatter them, that are their go-to products. I have some go-to products that I've used some of them for 20 years. I love this eyeshadow by MAC. It's called Antiqued. And it looks great with brown eyes, blue eyes, green eyes. I also love the Maybelline Full and Soft Mascara. I think you can wear it if you just want to put a little bit on for the beach. But I also think it's great to wear out at night, layered over maybe like a more voluminous mascara. And there's a local makeup artist her name's Christina Macris, and she created her own makeup line. And she has a color gloss called Lotus, and it's bronze, and it works great with a lip liner over a red lipstick alone for the morning time. So those would be my makeup products. Any particular skincare products that you absolutely love for our, like, trying to prevent the lines? Our anti-aging yeah. game? <laughs> right. So my friend Bianca is an esthetician and she carries a line called SkinCeuticals and I really like their anti-aging eye cream and I like their skin serum for the face. Those are my two favorites. She also has a neck and chest cream. I think a lot of women, we're very in tune to our smile lines and the lines around our eyes, but we tend to forget about the neck and the chest area. So I have been faithfully using that for two years. I put some on the back of my hands. We can't, Ooh, there it is. I don't do that. <laughs> now I will. <laughs> you gotta do that. You gotta do that. That's that's great. Um, so how do you work with clients? Are there people out there who can say, listen, I want to be G to style me? How would they reach out to you? So they can well, they can reach out to me in a variety of ways. If they follow me on Instagram, which is TiffyG77, they can send me a direct message that way. I check them frequently. Or they can just send me an email, TiffyG77 at yahoo.com. And are you working with clients virtually too? I am working with clients virtually right now. So it's a great way to do it. It would take the place of a consultation and we could follow up when the stores open or we could just do the whole styling appointment virtually. It's a great way to get to know a person and to give them some style tips and it costs half of what an in-store styling session costs. 
And your blog, the the thrill of the hunt. Uh, where do you get your inspiration for that? I tend to read up on the fashion trends for the upcoming season. I've done that for as long as I can remember. I remember reading Vogue and InStyle magazine all the way back in college. So I'm already reading about fall and winter trends for next year. And it just sparks ideas. I read them a few times a week and I follow numerous fashion designers on Instagram and I'll see something and then it'll spark a blog idea. I also do a lot of questioning to my Instagram followers and I'll ask them directly, what do you want to see on the blog? And I get some great advice. Uh, Mom, I know, sent me a message and she said, can you actually write something on belts? I, I barely have any belts. I really don't know what belts go with what pants or what dresses. And I don't think I've ever written about belts. So that would be something that would be interesting to do. Somebody else recently asked me, they said, you know, a lot of people have gained a lot of weight over the pandemic. So could you possibly write something about flattering styles when you're in the process of losing weight or you don't feel so great about how you look? So that'll be an upcoming article as well. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great one for sure. Do you have any advice or self-care or anything that, that you do that just makes you feel really good and you talk about confidence, any tips and tools and what other people can do to help their own confidence? So self-care for me personally is exercise. I do some form of exercise almost six days a week and I've been walking a lot. When my son was little, he's almost 12 now, so it's a little bit easier to get out or get some me time. But I feel like that 40 minute or that hour class that I am able to work out is time for self-care, for me to reflect, for me to just kind of get away from it all. Somebody asked me if I was interested in teaching bar because I danced for so long growing up. And I I thought about it because why not add something else to my plate? But then I thought (laughs) that's kind of the time that I shut the brain off and just focus on my class or on the spin bike. And that to me is great self-care. And I do try to eat right. I follow the 80-20 rule. I believe you have to treat yourself because life is short. And if you don't treat yourself, that's when you kind of do binge and overeat. But I try to eat fairly healthy, take my vitamins. I'm not the best with sleep. I am a night owl. I should probably work on that area of self-care more. But Is that when you're writing? I do write a lot at night. I'll write three or four articles some nights when I can't sleep. And it does. It helps me end up going to sleep after I do that. That's, I mean, organized chaos. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. (laughs) When everyone else is sleeping is when I work best. Yeah, yeah. So some final parting words as to what someone can do to dress confidently. So I really feel like if, if somebody really lacks confidence, they should have a consultation with a stylist because most people that I work with after they've met with me will say, wow, I never ever would have imagined that would look good or I never would have picked that color for me. I didn't think that it would be flattering on my skin tone. And I I feel that that is very helpful. I also think when you find a style shirt or a style pant that really looks good on you and you know it's your go-to item and no matter how bad you feel that day, 
you're going to look good and you're going to feel confident that you should just stick with it. I have one girl and I styled her and she likes kind of the oversized top look that it ties at the waist. And she said, Oh my God, I feel like I've bought five shirts in these colors. And I said, that's okay though. You like it. You never have to second guess it and you know that you'll wear it. So buy them. For me, my friends laugh and they say that my leather leggings are my uniform because (laughs) I wear them all four seasons. Wherever I go, I dress them up. I dress them down. If I'm having a day that I don't like how I look, that's what goes on the body. All right. Awesome. And so for anyone who is out there and they are, they want to follow Tiffany, definitely check out her blog, The Thrill of the Hunt, which will be in the link on the show notes as well. So Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us and sharing that. And now I'm going to shop for my neon romper. Excellent. Make sure you send me pictures when you get it. I will. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wrap. Link up with us at MsReneeBauer.com. Remember to rate and review and share with anyone you think might find this episode helpful. You can change your story and live happy even after. Oh.